Good morning, everybody. Good morning and welcome to you. Welcome to this celebration service at Gadsden First United Methodist Church. I want to welcome those who are watching us by live stream and participating in this worship service by live stream. Say hello to us. Tell us where you're worshiping from. If you're worshiping at the beach or something like that, send us pictures and make us jealous. Uh, so we're glad that you're here. I've got a couple of announcements, a couple of things. If, all these decorations, aren't they exciting? We have Vacation Bible School this last week, and I want to thank Catherine and all of our, we had a team of volunteers that was awesome, a team of kids, a group of kids that was awesome. They're going to sing a little something for you in just a minute, and I'm looking forward to that. Let me mention the flowers on the altar right here. Behind Lori, uh, the flowers are from the memorial service for Miss Sue Roberts this last week, and we have Rose on the altar today. The rose on the altar is actually three roses in celebration of Rosalia Meadow McNair, um, daughter of Sari and John McNair, big brother of Luca, and grandparents, the grandparents are Gail and Benny McNair, and I think this is number 10 for them, if I'm not mistaken. So that's why Benny's smiling from ear to ear. Okay, uh, just a quick reminder. We need clothes in the clothes closet and not your, all your winter coats, of course. We need summer clothes. And, and so we're restocking our clothes closet. If you can come by, call us and bring them by, and, and we'll get that set up. And thank you very much for that donation. We have, we're continuing our Wednesday Bible study series in the book of Acts. We will do Acts chapter 2 this coming Wednesday at 11 o'clock. And you can, you can follow that and study with us live stream, or you can go back and watch it, or you can come in person at 11 o'clock right here. Um, today, we have a very special guest speaker, Pastor Woody Wooden from the Upper Sand Mountain Parish is going to be our guest speaker, so we're excited about that. And um, you can learn more about Upper Sand Mountain Parish in between these services up in the gathering room. He's going to have a slide presentation there. One more thing today, uh, if, you, uh, if you're interested in joining the Brunch Club, today is Brunch Club Sunday at 1230 uh, at the Current Market in Delhi. I haven't been there yet, but I hear it's really cool. It's down at River Rocks Landing, and you walk around there. It's right on the water. And so anyway, that sounds like fun, does it? All right, let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for this beautiful day and for the chance to worship and to come before your presence with singing. And we pray that everything that we do would be a pleasing sound to your ears. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this chance to worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand together as we worship? Thank you. 
Y'all may be seated, and I think we've got a really special treat for us. Are we gonna we got we gonna sing today? We have a video. Oh, that's even better. We have a video that was made about our vacation Bible skills. So enjoy this.
Let's hear it once more for our kids. And yeah. Yeah. All right. And I thank you for reminding us that God provides for us the manna in the morning and the quail every night. And so, but you know what? Because God provides for us, we get a chance to share. And that's what our offering is all about. So, uh, so keep giving generously so we can keep doing our children's ministry and providing for those around us in need and helping ministries like Upper Sound Mountain Parish. You can give online. You can give in the offering plates. You can give by text. You can give through your app. You can give on our website. But uh, give with cheerful hearts. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for these beautiful children, for all the grown-ups that help make this experience possible. But most importantly, we give you thanks for giving us something to sing about. Thank you for providing for us and for making us able to share. And Lord, I pray that you would take now what we give, our time and our talents and our tithes and offerings, and use them for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
is Pastor Woody Wooden. And Woody, as you make your way up there, I'm going to tell them a little bit about what's going on. But um, we got another special thing going on today before Woody uh, preaches. And let me tell you how this happens, because this is a good story. Um, during our Holy Week services, Pastor Woody was one of our guest speakers. We were sitting up there, and he was looking at that beautiful piano that we have that we're so thankful for. And he said, you know what, that's my wife's dream piano. And, and we were just talking about how she, she teaches classes and piano performance and all of this kind of background. And um, how she would, boy, she would just love to see that, that beautiful piano. Get a chance. And I said, well, let's just make that happen. Let's just let's get you back and have Upper Sand Mountain Parish Sunday, and, and let's let Kim uh, get a hold of that piano and, and play something for us. And so um, Woody's going to tell you a little bit about what he does with Upper Sand Mountain Parish, and you're going to get a chance to know even more if you come up to the gathering room after this service. But you're in for a treat today because Kim Wooden is going to um, play something for us now. Thank you, Kim.
Good morning. It's so good to be with you. Oh, I know what you're thinking, and yes, you're right. I am a blessed man to have that kind of music in a house, uh, in her private studio that she teaches voice and piano in. From time to time, I'm blessed to be either on a rare day off or home early and hearing her play and practice and some of her students. Um, there's an old saying, smart guys marry up, and I've been accused of being brilliant <laughs> because they meet my wife and, and know that I've certainly accomplished that. This morning's scripture lesson, let's turn to Philippians 4, 6, and 7. The fourth chapter of Philippians, verses 6 and 7, I believe we'll have it on the screen. When you've got it, say amen. Amen. Here we go. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The word of God for all of his children. Thanks be to God indeed. Sam said I'm going to talk about the parish. I'm actually going to do that in between the services. Today and this morning uh, in both services, I'm going to talk about the good news that we have a Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who will, through the power of his Holy Spirit, carry us through good times, carry us through bad times, and about his holy word that has been preserved for us to lean on, to glean from, and to be sustained by through uncertainty, through serious discernment in our church, in the world, and what we are to do as people of Christ in the midst of crisis. With this many people in a space, I know this is true, and I know this sermon will apply to all of us this morning because there is one spiritual truth. We're either in the middle of something, we're just coming out of something, or about to go into something. So if you're not in the middle of something, and you didn't just come out of something, start praying now, because you're about to go into something. That's, that's humanity. We have had that made painfully apparent in the last two weeks in our home and in our life of ministry on Sand Mountain, in our ministry with young adults, discipling them in music and training the next generation of worship leaders like your wonderful band here, you know, you don't have those if they're not nurtured and discipled and raised up and taught to find their voice, to grab the instrument and hit them big or miss them big, right? Amen or oh me. When the bass player misses them, you can hear it. And when you hit them, you can hear it. On Memorial Day, the youngest of our bandmates a very talented young lady named Ashton 
called Kim and I early afternoon, and I could tell in the sound of her voice something had happened and shook her. What had happened was her mother, and Ashton is an only child of a single mother, she just turned 20. She has no other immediate family. And mom, on the way home from work, was killed in a car wreck. When you're 20, you're not thinking about what you might have to do in that kind of situation. It's so far from your radar screen, but thanks be to God that Ashton was raised in the church. At Scottsboro First United Methodist Church, she found a home in that youth group led by Dr. Hardin Coleman and was nurtured in the faith and had read the scriptures. But in the immediate shock of that police showing up with that announcement, to her house, all the scriptures went out of her head and all she could do was reach out to those she knew loved her and might help her find a way forward. And Kim and I have been honored to do that. And the long story short of the last two weeks, Ashton was able to remain with the band actually performed with the band, sang the song, <laughs> a song I thought, if it were me, there was no way I could get through it. The story I'll tell, if you're familiar with that arrangement. And time and time again, the lyrics say, my God did not fail. All of us face troubles of various kinds. We have and we will, maybe health, maybe financial, maybe all of them circumstances that we wish we weren't in. Plenty of problems in this world to go around for all of us and we will all share in them. But what does the Lord want us to do in the midst of them? The Upper Sand Mountain Parish in our thousand square mile ministry, the most populated rural area in the country, by the way, if you didn't know that. I learned that studying Mission Insight. It was a revelation to me as well. Generational poverty, lots of trial, lots of crisis, and we would not be able to overcome it unless we were faithful and good stewards and had great mission partners like this church, the North Alabama Conference, and beyond. As I now live into my senior years, it's hard to admit that sometimes when I'm running around with teenagers and young bandmates trying to keep up, but it's not hard in the morning the day after a gig to be reminded that I will soon be 61. In my senior years, God has given me the experience of living through many days of problems similar to what many of us here have experienced. The problem is, with problems, is that we have to live through them to get the benefit of them. Amen or oh me? 
Oh me. That's right. Sometimes it's an oh me. But it is true. In order to receive the benefit from a situation or a problem, we have to live through it and allow Christ to sustain us in it and empower us even to remove the scales from our eyes that we might see the lesson we are learning. Most of my problems, I'll admit, were self-inflicted. Bad choices. Many of which I'd been taught differently. I had learned differently. My father was a United Methodist minister in the Iowa Conference. He was a Methodist minister before a United Methodist minister in the Iowa Conference. I was the youngest of four preacher's kids. I learned a better way. But I was rebellious. I was angry. At the age of 17 and graduated from high school, which was a miracle unto itself, I never let books get in the way of my education. I just did enough to be eligible to play sports and play in the band and do the swing choir stuff and all of that, those wonderful things that school offered in those days in the arts and sport. At the age of 17, when I joined the Navy, I was exposed to a whole different world. And in the midst of anger unresolved and loneliness and homesickness and multiple deployments overseas, I learned some really hard lessons from bad choices. But thanks be to God, he sustained me. And one day, I grabbed a little testament off of the wall that I'd passed a thousand times, and I made a promise I would read one chapter a night if he would help me sleep and survive. He did, I did. And somewhere in the Gospel of John, so we'd been deployed a while, obviously, Matthew 1, 1 to John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and all the way to John. And somewhere in John, while I was reading, was the moment that the Savior of the world I knew about became my personal Savior. And he gave me, like he offers to all of us, both young and old, this holy word a guidebook to face any problems, grief, despair, diagnosis, prognosis, financial difficulty, loneliness, addiction, you name it. We read or hear about many cases of people and we maybe have heard them say to us, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm at the end of my rope. First of all, if you hear someone say that, listen to them. Ask them. Be, love them enough to challenge them on what someone just said and said, did you really mean it? What I hear you talking about, did you really mean it? It could save a life. We read about people in this condition and we hear about them and we meet them in ministry. And ministry is messy sometimes in this way. Sometimes 
people make a choice, even ending their life. Such a loss, a tragedy. But this is not God's plan for any of us. Any of us. God wants each one of us to accept the gift that he offers to us himself in Christ by simply opening up our hearts and our minds to him. We must, first of all, surrender our will. And a military guy doesn't do that well. We're taught to not surrender. We fight. We fight on. We leave no one behind in the midst of it. Fallen or not fallen, we want to leave everywhere with all we brought. But I must admit, I, I was deployed seven times in my career and we never brought everybody home alive. And in the Navy, I served on aircraft carriers, was in naval aviation, and I must admit, we didn't bring every body home. When planes are lost at sea, sometimes bodies are lost with them. But God is still God in that valley like he is on the mountain. At our highest point, he is God, and at our lowest grieving point, he is, God, he is God. And we must surrender to that. We must surrender our will to him. We must have faith in his promises to each of us, like the promises in our scripture lesson this morning, and like the promise in Lamentations. What a paradox that is to find a promise in the midst of lamentations. In the third chapter, in the 22nd, 24th verse, I'm sorry, tech guys, I didn't give you this one. Because of the Lord's great love, hear this promise. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we hear about in mass media, we cannot be ignorant now of anything going on in the world, and it is devastating to our emotional health. We're so overwhelmed by it. But there is a buffer against it for those who are in Jesus Christ. We are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Even when the only strength I have to do is wait. Just simply be. Until his power can move me forward. And he will. His mercies are new every morning. You hear that promise? This morning, his mercies available to you are new today for you if you would surrender your will to his. Great indeed is his faithfulness. A prayer that I've come across recently, I, I don't know the author, I wish I did, I'd give him or her full credit for it. But it's so encouraging, it's so short, but so encouraging. Listen to this prayer, quote, Lord, let me take you by the hand. Hear that free will supplication? Lord, I need your hand. Let me take it. 
Let me feel your hand in mine. Let me know the joy of walking. When I don't have the strength to stand right now, let me know the joy of walking in your strength and not in mine. All of us have read about or know perhaps people who have overcome incredible difficulties like we are walking alongside Ashton. And last Friday night, about nine days ago now, when our band was playing in Eider, Alabama, at a leading worship at a total recovery ministry, we met another young woman whose mom was killed in an accident the same week as Ashton's. And Ashton was able to witness to her in her faith and in her song and by her word, hang in there. Let's walk together through this. Christ never gives up on us. His strength is available to all of us this morning. If we would believe his promises, own them. If we would believe them, his strength is available and sufficient. My favorite end of the rope story is the one of the thief on the cross. Only one of the two, obviously, if you know the story. One of them was barking at Jesus and the scriptures tell us he wasn't kind. The other one was chastising the thief that he knew and saying, look, we're getting what we deserve. The Bible doesn't tell us much about this thief except he's being held accountable for something he did, a choice he did, and the punishment for that was death. The Roman ridiculed death on a cross, the worst way to die possible, and in the midst of his painful death, He's chastising his friend and saying, have mercy on this man. He's innocent, yet he's dying our death. And he turned to Jesus. He had a revelation of faith that Jesus was not of this world. We don't know. Maybe the thief was at the Sermon on the Mount. Maybe he, was, maybe he heard Jesus preach and say that very thing, but he believed it whether it was divine revelation or whether he'd heard it from the mouth of Christ himself, he spoke it. And he asked in the midst of his greatest trial, the end of his life, crucifixion on the cross, simply remember me when you enter your kingdom. No matter what you're going through, no matter what we will have to go through in our human condition, we can reach out to Christ, cry out to him because he is present with you as close or closer to you than he was to that thief on the cross. And even the crisis might be in the midst of our imminent life-ending situation, we can say, Lord, remember us. And the same promise, this very day you'll be with me in paradise. Christ could offer us, does offer us. Because God can do what God does. Amen or oh me. Jesus is the answer for those whose problems seem incapable of being dealt with alone. 
It isn't easy at times. It hasn't been easy for Ashton. But we must accept him, believe in him, trust him, rely on him, and faithfully obey him in the midst of it all. This morning, I don't know what you brought here. Y'all brought something. Because I live the human condition too. We all bring something to the table this morning. My hope and pray is that when you leave this worship service this morning, you will be willing to open up your heart to the unknown grace that unique measure that you need, that I need, we all need, that that transform, transformative work that the Holy Spirit is doing in all of us will continue until that day when we're made like him and we see him face to face. Amen or oh me. Amen or oh me. Amen. So let it be. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, you know our hearts this morning and you know the needs. I ask that you would once again move on behalf of the faithful. Lord, someone might be here this morning that doesn't even know they're faithful. Don't know what that means. Lord, help them to know if they reach, you're there. If they cry out, you're there. And they can feel your presence, feel your loving arms, your hand in theirs. Give them strength to cry out that they might receive this grace today in your name. Amen.
So remember, either you or somebody you know is at the end of your rope, you will find that underneath are the everlasting arms. Go in peace. May the peace of Christ go with you. Amen.